1: with you folks. What an honor it is to come into your earways to talk with you every day. You you bring us, you bring us great honor. I was, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say one letter we got. I'm going to just get it out of the way real quick. It was one line. I can't erase it from my mind. A guy named Ralph from California. So you got to understand he's from California. But he's still a good guy. He listens to our podcast. Said some of your jokes are funny, Doug. <laughs> Ralph. So I I thought we had to read that.
2: I'm sure that made you very happy.
1: It's sticking with me. Yeah. But some, some, a piece, a part.
2: Ralph, I'm right there with you. Uh some of them are mortifying.
1: Ralph, we don't even but know if Ralph's a keep... guy. It might be Ralph a girl. I, I know I know some women named Ralphie and Ralph and stuff.
2: <laughs> the same yeah. way he calls his wife Robert.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah, for no weird reason. It's so her name It was
2: an evolution process. Evolution.
1: So I called her baby, Bobby, Bob, Rob, Robert. So now you know. It took about 20 years for that whole cycle. No, Robert, four years. Four years. Wow. Yeah, it was only four years. I I don't want to lie to folks. But anyway, we got this knuckleheaded segment, the Norton knuckleheaded moment. And uh, Lynn Norton gave this to us and was kind enough to share this with us. So uh, you might be a knucklehead, Stephanie, if...
2: If you're involved in a conversation where the gospel is being presented to someone, and instead of you being alongside to support that, you're trying to start an argument over something that really doesn't matter.
1: You know, and that happened to us the other day. Mm-hmm. That was part of our television show, Season 1 of Help for Wounded Spirits. Find By someone that life wasn't even Trump. a part
2: of the show that just showed up.
1: And you know, he was a good looking kid, but it turned out he was a jerk because I looked at him and I'll tell you, he threw me off a little bit. He kind of looked the way I did when I was younger. And that always kind of freaks me out. I don't like being in the same place as people looked as good as I used to look. (laughs) 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 And uh, so anyway. uh,
2: A young Charles would have freaked you out then.
1: Yeah. See? Yeah. And you know what, folks? Stephanie's right here, though. If someone's trying to lead someone to the Lord, go sit in the car.
2: Either be there to pray yeah. Or just be quiet or yeah. be an encouragement for heaven's yeah. sake. Don't yeah. try to tear down another yeah. believer or bait them in the middle of a gospel sharing. As you can
1: tell, this is like, you know, pulling a bandage off a scar or something. It hurts, man. It hurt because It's we're,
2: aggravating. Because we
1: had this young man who came out here and he's not saved and he's kind of messed up, but he was a good guy. And we're trying to share the gospel with him because we love the guy already. He's a decent guy, really. Yeah, he's just kind of messed up scripturally, and we're trying Your to help him along. He's been
2: through a lot, you know. When somebody's been through a lot, have grace for them, understanding. Yeah, that they've been through a lot. Be their friend. Don't be, be their, friend. their judge. Yeah, don't be their judge. Be their friend.
1: Don't do it. Don't be their fr- you know. Don't be their judge. Be their friend. And that's pretty significant stuff, right there, folks. And and then fruit, fruit, fruit. Mm. That's right with God. So we're we're going down the healthy fruit road. What are you thinking?
2: Well, Doug, you and I both share a, a love of fruit. Yes. And there is a fruit that I love, um, very, very much. And it is the coconut. Um yeah. I have never had coconut as good as I had in Cameroon, quite honestly, that coconut yeah. fresh off the tree. Yeah. I had it peeled. in Hawaii like that in Kenya like oh, that. Oh man, it'll leave you yeah. messed up. But I love coconuts and I love coconut milk and all things coconut, so I'm going to go with that today.
1: And it, it is a fruit; it has a big seed in the middle. Yeah. So I was out training recruiters on the Big Island of Hawaii, and I'm
2: uh, sure was suffering for Jesus.
1: Yeah. And there was this one recruiter there. It's he, a, a gentleman. He was a native Hawaiian. It was back on recruiting duty, and he was climbing coconut trees and going and getting a fresh coconut. Wow. He was climbing the trees.
2: I've never been to Hawaii, so I honestly can't even picture how you know, maybe wonderful one of, that is. You maybe one be. of
1: these days we'll make a million dollars off of one of these CDs. Right.
2: You know? And we'll <laughs> load
1: the whole family up and have a vacation yeah, in no, Hawaii. I
2: don't see that happening. And he'll be like, Uncle
1: Doug, take me for a ride in a canoe. You know what I'll do?
2: You'll take her for a ride in a canoe. But since that trip will never happen, you don't have to worry about it.
1: Folks, I'm telling you, don't hold your breath, but. I'm not saying it's never going to happen because we went to Disney World and people said that was never going to happen. So you never know what God's going to do. So anyway, we know the fruit. We know the knuckleheaded moment. And now we're back on Psalm 119, God edifying us, our reliance on God, our obedience, professions of obedience, talking about how we should be studying God's word, learning from God, fearing only God, uh, knowing his statues, finding his promises, finding his precepts, (coughs) excuse me. And now we come up, and we're on Psalm 119 and verse 121. I think we start talking about blessed assurance and all those types of things. And Stephanie, would you be kind enough to read that?
2: Sure. Psalm 119, 121 says, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate Every
1: false way. I hate every false way. Wow. So I guess it's okay to hate false ways. It's all right to have that righteous indignation. It's all right to be upset about that. I hate it. It's bringing me to a bad place, and you should hate it too. And you know what? The closer we get to God, Stephanie, yeah, the more we're going to see those false ways. So what are you thinking? You just read that. What's coming to your mind?
2: Wow. Well, I love I love, the, again, the honesty um, of the psalmist, but he says, I have done judgment and justice. In other words, God, I have walked before you. I've, I've followed your commandments. I've done, you know, um, in Micah, it talks about he has shown the man what is good, what, do, what does God require of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And here in verse 121, he says, I've done justice. That's what you've required of me, God, and I've done it. And then the next thing out of his mouth is leave me not to mine oppressors. In other words, God, I've been obeying you and I'm being oppressed. There are narcissists, there are abusers in my life who are oppressing me. And I think of the story of Joseph again. God gave us an example of a man, the Bible never, Joseph's one of those men like Daniel. Yeah, There is not one account in scripture given of him sinning. Was he perfect? No, because we know there's no yeah. just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. But God gave us an example of a man who kept his good name. He walked humbly before God. He never sinned in Scripture as far as in the narrative that we're given. Now, I've heard that twisted. I have heard, quote-unquote, cre- preachers twist that and make Joseph out to be a um, an idiot, virtually, that they were this cocky know it all the bible does not say that he did judgment he did justice and yet he had oppressors he had brothers that hated him he had you know he was put into slavery he was sold into slavery then he's falsely accused I mean we're talking oppression on overdrive and yet Joseph stayed faithful and I cannot imagine how many times Joseph cried out the end of verse 121 leave me not to my own oppressors yeah. And how many times he must have felt in that place that this psalmist felt.
1: Yeah. And it, it, I have done judgment and justice. Uh, you know, that that first part is cool, too. I have, yeah. I have done these things. and, and I've you know, been
2: faithful. It's like yeah. he's crying out to God and saying, God, I have been faithful to you.
1: Yeah. And, and knowing that God's the rewarder. And, uh, and you know, then going to that next one, be, be surety. surety. Yeah. Yeah. Be surety for the servant. For God, let for not good. the proud oppress me. And so, so God's the surety; He's not proud. He's the opposite of that. He's that rock. He's not going anywhere. Things aren't changing. Things aren't going to be different.
2: Well, I think yeah, I think that's a cry of "Take care of me for good." Please take care of me. The idea of wow. a surety. Um,
1: yeah, I think, I, I think so. That's too. what He's
2: asking for because this. The psalmist is obviously, and then he says again, let not the proud oppress me. He's obviously very much in a position, he's struggling with discouragement because of whatever's being done to him or happening to him. It's leaving him feeling vulnerable. It's leaving him feeling kind of like he's left out to dry.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and and you know, we, we continue to get back to this point where the psalmist is just, this guy is is plowing through spiritual life. He's mm-hmm. plowing through a life yeah. that's living for God for a purpose. You know, not to take a book name or anything, but he's, he wants a purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. He wants his life to be about one purpose, and that purpose is God. Yep. And uh, he wants his life to be about God. He doesn't want to wake up in the morning and be serving someone else or doing yep. something different. He's and, 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 you know, he's talking about his salvation, and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I want to know those rules. I want to live by them. I am thy servant. Give me understanding, for I know thy testaments. And so I think as we looked at, look at that, he's saying, God, you're it. You're yes. my master. You're all in. You're my God. You're number one. I'm following you. I'm all in with you. And, and I think we got to remember, we're breaking up Psalm 119. But the truth be told, this guy probably was, uh, I mean, he probably sat down and God inspired it right then and there, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, this is what God had for him to tell us in 2021. That's right. And everybody else is good throughout the generations. We read a few podcasts ago. And I I think that's what we're seeing here. I think over and over again, we got a guy who's trying to be right with God. Over and over again, we got a guy who's trying to be totally sold out with God. Over and over again, we're doing those things.
2: Yeah. Well, verse 125, you know, it's it's a neat thing because, like you were saying, this is a guy who loves God, and he calls himself a servant. The same time he's saying, God, I've been faithful, he's referring to himself. It's like Paul. You, you know, we if you look at some of his um, epistles, he started off Paul uh, a servant of Jesus Christ. Yep. And the psalmist is, says in verse 124, deal with thy servant according to thy mercy verse 125, I am thy servant. And what I love about about verse 125 is he asks God, and we'll get into this in Proverbs, but he says, give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. In other words, God, I don't want to just read your word. I don't want to just have my devotions in the morning. I want to understand it. I want to get out of it what you have for me today, tomorrow, every day. And because I want to know you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: if we want to know Jesus, there will be that heart of God. I'm nothing without you. Would you give me understanding? Because in our flesh, in our, in us, there dwells no good thing. And so with, in our human heart and mind, we can't understand what God's word has for us. It will be dry. It will be dusty. It will be boring. And that, you know, if we could come to Christ every morning and say, God, I'm your servant today. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies, that I won't just know about them, where I will know them. They will be a part of me. And I think if that becomes our heart cry, it'll change everything. Um, that acknowledgement that I'm nothing without you. I literally, I'm here to, at your command. So help me to understand the way you want me to walk in. Help me to understand your word. I think that's powerful.
1: Yeah, over and over again. Hey, help me, God. I want to get through this. Yeah, it's a total dependence upon God. And I think God demands that from us.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I think there's an expectation of it. And I think God uh, truly, there's a demand there. I think that, you know, that we need to glean everything we can. We need to learn everything we can. That communication we talked about in the United States Army, they have a signal Corps that makes sure communication goes to and fro, Well, we got to do the same with God. We got to be praying to him, which is us talking to him. We got to be reading his words, which is him talking to us. We got to be understanding what the Bible has for us. The only book that comes with the author, the only book that gives us everything we need. And the cool thing about the book of Psalms, you know, there's like 2,500 and something verses in the book of Psalms. And uh, that's a lot of verses, like 33,000 in the Bible. So, you know, almost 10% come from the book of Psalms. But you're sitting here and you're looking at the book of Psalms and you got 2,500 verses, all but seven of those verses, uh, allude to or directly speak about a previous or future verse in the Bible. Yeah. And, uh, so this is important stuff, folks. This isn't just some book that was written down to, uh, somehow, you know, try to get us to read it or sing it or whatever the case may be. This is important stuff. And uh, therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. I hate every false way. Again, God's word. Mm-hmm. God's word has a meaning. It has a meaning to our hearts. It's it's something we should be dealing with. And, and, you know, those last few verses, I think starting in 126, God's the final judgment. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. Uh, for they have made void thy law. They have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandment above gold, yea, above fine gold. Fine gold's hard to come by in this time. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. And, you know, he's making God the final judge on things. And he's saying, not only are you the final judge, but I'm so familiar, intimately familiar with your word. I'm praying, I'm praising, I'm living, I'm worshiping, I'm trusting. He's doing all that, and all that is mixing together, and what's spitting out the other end is this guy who's all in with God. That's what's coming out the other end. we got this guy who's all in with God. And, uh, and so how do we apply that? How do we become this guy who's all in with God? How do we become this gal who's all in with God?
2: I think of Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. You know, Jesus is the door. And if we knock, I think of Revelation, we're talking to believers. He said that he's knocking. and If any man hear his voice and open the door, he will come in and sup with him. He will become a part of him. Yeah. And it goes the other way. Jesus is the door. If you don't know him as your Savior, yeah. knock and the door will be opened to you. Yeah. And if you seek me, he talks about seeking him with all your heart. You will find him asking, you know, God God isn't going to shove himself down our throats. He yeah. gave us a free will. We, we read about free will offerings. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the last podcast. But yeah. God won't shove himself down our throats. But he's there waiting. He's saying, if you ask, look, I'm, I'm your father. If you know him as your savior, he's your heavenly father. If you ask him, he'll feed you. If you seek him, if you say, God, I want to get to know you, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. um, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. He'll lift you up as we learned about that he'll hold us up last um, yesterday. Hold me up and I shall be safe. If we ask God to help us, he will. If he doesn't, then his promises aren't true. And we know that God's not a liar. And being willing to trust God and take him at his word and where he, loving him is more important than anything else in the world. You know, a double-minded man, you can't can't be in love with this world and in love with Jesus. It won't work. I've watched Christians who have tried to do it. They end up being deceivers. They end up taking advantage of people. It is impossible to love both. And when we love Jesus and his word above gold, above anything else, if we're in that place of love, of falling in love with him, we will get to know him. We will be all in. And it's a growing process. Yes, we're, we're flesh. We make mistakes. But that's why we have a loving Heavenly Father.
1: Amen. Amen. And, and I, think, I think the understanding of we're flesh, he's not. We're going to make mistakes. He's made none. Brings us to that point of the psalmist there. And many people think Moses wrote this psalm. Some other people think a Levite priest did. Some other people think David did. But, you know, when we get to this point and understand that the psalmist wants us to know that he's all in with God, we need to be all in with God. You know, our healing involves God's word. Our healing involves understanding God's word. Our healing brings us to that place where it's all about God. Our healing does all that. And and I think, I think, We need to be in the Word of God every morning. We need to be in the Word of God every night. We need to take the time uh, to enjoy God's Word, to live God's Word, to trust God's Word, to see His promises, to see His precepts, to live them out. And you know what? It becomes second nature. You know, when you know the Bible, we knew the regulation in the army. You're not getting promoted without understanding the regulation. You're not getting promoted without understanding every word. So, And then with that, so we continue on wanting to share one of our songs from the first CD with you with every podcast over this two-week period. We're about a week and a half in, and today's song is Stephanie's song. So this song was written, uh, uh, it was one of those songs Stephanie really didn't want to look at, but it was written like September a year ago. So a year ago, September, we're coming up on two years. I sent it to Stephanie, and she had hid it away for a little while. I don't know. She said she didn't do it intentionally, but she had had the song for a long time before she worked on it. We
2: did like a couple in between.
1: We did, yeah, and, and good ones. I mean, we keep on doing good songs. We have songs we still need to do. We are song people, you know. We There's are,
2: three new ones that didn't even make the new CD.
1: You know, folks, uh, we're I just writing songs.
2: Caught. I wasn't next to the mic. <laughs>
1: yeah, they should have made this CD, but, you know, you can only do so many songs yep. in one day.
2: But, hey, gives us three for the next. <sighs>
1: Almost half of CD already done. But uh, so anyway, listen to this song. It talks about her trip. It talks about how uh, her and Charles got together. They got married. They decided to worship God, decided to become a missionary. That terrible day that happened. How Stephanie came out of the other way and decided to trust God. And uh, and we find these words over and over again in the Bible. So it's good to see him in action with Stephanie. Listen, folks, at the end of the song, uh, our dear brother Eric, uh, part of the production crew, is going to, be sharing a few words with you guys uh, about what you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important than that. So make sure you go out of your way, out of your way to listen to what Stephanie has to say in the song, but much more important, listen to God's word and know for sure you're going to heaven. Contact us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'd love to hear from you. We sure do love you folks. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, be nice to someone out there today. Thanks.
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today.